What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Amateur Like a TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Got a good show for you today. I got plenty to say about Deshaun Jackson and his idiotic, hateful, asinine comments. I'll get to him uh, first things first here in the monologue. I'll also get to uh, the Ravens and their fans thinking that Lamar Jackson is the greatest Ravens quarterback to ever suit up in the purple and black. I'll You bet I got plenty to say about on that. And I'll also touch on the uh, the 19, it's the 50th anniversary of the 1970 MLB All-Star Game and the famous uh, Pete Rose-Ray Fossey collision at the end of the game. And I'll touch on that a little bit later on in the program. But first things first, I got plenty to say on Deshaun Jackson. And Steven Jackson and Malcolm Jenkins and all you idiots out there that basically want to pick and choose and have selective equality and basically have selective equality when it comes to the minorities and the people that have been uh, persecuted here in this country. Look, I am all I am 1000 percent Black Lives Matter. It You see, it's the hashtag on my Instagram and on my Twitter profiles, I I did two shows dedicated to it at the beginning of June. There is no one that is Black Lives Matter and equality for Black people and and to stop the uh, the uh, racism and systematic oppression towards Black people in America. I am one thousand percent behind that, and I will fight anybody off that thinks that in, that tries to make out the Black Lives Matter movement to be something that it isn't. I'll fight to the I'll fight with you to the death on that. So there's no one. Uh, more behind that movement than me, okay? I'm 1,000% against it, and I'm for it. You know, raise the fist, black, I'm all for that. Hashtag BLM, I'm with you with that. Having said all of that, what Deshaun Jackson said over the 4th of July weekend 10 days ago was absolutely disgusting. It was disgusting, it was deplorable, it was asinine, it was egregious, and it was just straight, just, just, just nasty. And I mentioned it towards the last segment of my show a a week ago, about how I want people to call this out. Don't pick and choose, and lo and behold, what happened... The outrage of Deshaun Jackson spewing out a fabricated quote attributed to Adolf Hitler while also spewing Louis Farrakhan's hateful, disgusting rhetoric. The fact that that did not get more outrage than Drew Brees' comments is an absolute disgrace. That's a disgrace. Okay? Now, did Drew Brees, was Drew Brees, uh, was his timing horrific? Absolutely. Should Drew Brees said what he have said? No, he shouldn't have. And if he did, there would have been a better time for him to do it, you know, outside of basically doing it within a week after George Floyd had gotten killed and the riots broke out in Minneapolis. But what Drew Brees said was 
and this coming from a black person that is pro uh, kneeling during the national anthem and who criticized Brees for this, you know, after he said that. But what Brees said is tame, tame, tame. To what Deshaun Jackson said. And the fact that there has been little to no outrage about what Deshaun Jackson said on Instagram is a joke. Is a joke. Okay? We are... We we killed Breeze. Killed him. Killed him. For spewing... Now, it was an ignorant opinion, but for spewing what he thought... As far as what he would do during the National Anthem. We killed him for that. We dragged him through the mud for that. NFL players, Michael Thomas, everyone thought the entire NFL landscape lambasted Breeze for that. And you can make the argument rightfully so. But when it came to Deshaun Jackson, who, who posted a fabricated quote attributed to Adolf Hitler, who killed six million Jews in the 1940s and 1930s. But when it came to that, we did, we, we, mum's the word. Really. You can't, you cannot pick and choose. You're either equality for all, that is blacks, Latinos, women, Jewish people, gays, all, either all that, equality for all, or you're not at all. Because you cannot, under any circumstances, pick and choose. You can't pick and choose. You cannot have selective equality for some people, but not for everybody across the board. You can't do that. You can't sit up there and then Black Lives Matter, this, that, and the other. But yet when it comes to a guy spewing anti-Semitic hate about Jewish people, mom's the word. You, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't. You cannot have it both ways. Malcolm Jenkins, who went on CNN and cried, cried. About what Drew Brees said. Went, went, on, C, went on CNN and, and, and cried like a baby. But yet when it came to what Deshaun Jackson said about Jewish people, he basically said on Instagram and said on TV, among other things, as if it was a distraction. Let's not lose focus on what the problem truly is. As if what Deshaun Jackson said was acceptable or normal. He made a quote attributed to Adolf Hitler who killed 6 million Jews in the Holocaust. Does he know that? Has he heard of the Holocaust? Has he heard of Auschwitz? Has he read the boy in the striped pajamas? Has he heard of World War II? Has he heard of the Battle of the Bulge? And we all know good and well that if it was a white NFL player making a, a saying something attributed to David Duke, and if you don't know who David Duke is, lock him up! He would have been kicked out of the league in five seconds. Kicked out of the league immediately. Deshaun Jackson gave these, posted this stuff Saturday, July 4th, 
Outrage didn't come about and he didn't apologize till that Monday. So I don't want to hear well he was sorry, he was ignorant, he was misinformed. Bullcrap. He didn't feel the need to backjack and apologize until until someone had the guts in the media to say something about it. Now all of a sudden I, I gotta sit here and take the Sean Jackson seriously as mis, as Mr. Holocaust. Nonsense. The dude's the dude's in his thirties, okay? He's he's not Josh, Josh Hader, seventeen years old on his Twitter account posting ignorant things about black people, okay? He's he's not a teenager where you can give him the benefit of the doubt and he ha and he has that sort of room in his life to change and grow. Deshaun Jackson's been a grown, Deshaun Jackson is a grown man. Been in the league for 13 years, over 30 years of age. He knows better. Misinformed. Misinformed my ass, misinformed. He knew good well what he was talking about. So I want to hear any of this garbage. Well, he was ignorant. Well, he was this. And he was that. Nonsense. And then for Malcolm Jenkins to treat this as, as a distraction is is another is another disgrace. I I, I I'm sorry, Malcolm. I love. You, but I, I I can't listen to him anymore. Same thing goes for Stephen Jackson. Same thing goes for him. Calling it truth. Shut up, Stephen. Shut up. Don't, don't, what the hell are you talking about? Truth. You, you know it's truth that Hitler killed six million Jews. Did you know that? Have, have these idiots opened up a history book? Watched the documentary? Go to the Holocaust Museum in D.C.? Gee whiz. Deshaun Jackson went to Cal. So don't sit up and give me, well, well he didn't know nonsense. He went, to, he went to Cal Berkeley, one of the most prestigious colleges in the history of the United States of America, 30 years of age, and you're trying to sit up here and tell me that he didn't know. And I got Stephen Jackson calling it truth. Shut up, Stephen, will you please? Shut up. I, I, so I'm at the point where I can't take Stephen Jackson or Malcolm Jenkins, for that matter, seriously when he sees me and tries to tell me anything. When it comes to race, I, I can't take him seriously. He says something with me. I put my hand up, it's one ear out the other. Because you can't sit up here and raise holy hell when it comes to the mistreatment of black people. But yet when it comes to Jews and it's done by your own people, you turn the other cheek. It, it, you, it, it, it doesn't work that way. You can't have it both ways. Same thing goes for Kerr and goes for Popovich. Who lambasted and dragged Drew Brees and fell through the mud? Be it when it comes to something like this, they're silent on it. Same thing with China. We'll, we'll kill our president to the cow. We'll kill Trump to the cows come home. But when it comes to Hong Kong and China, I'm mums the word. We sell sneakers. We make money. We'll shut up. You you can't do it that way. You can't, you can't, when it comes, you, you can't be hypocritical when it comes to equality. It's either equality for all or none at all. You can't, you cannot pick and choose and be selective on this. You can't. Same thing goes for LeBron. Same thing goes for, same thing goes for LeBron. Same thing goes for Aaron Rodgers. All across the board. We can't drag Drew Brees for the, through the mud for stating his opinion on the national anthem, yet mum's the word when it comes to when it comes to Deshaun Jackson. We can't. 
Meaning, I mean, granted, Drew, granted, Drew Brees, what he said was stupid, but let's not act like that. The guy basically, you know, bombed a black church in the middle of uh, Oxford, Mississippi. Had Malcolm Jenkins crying on the air, and then he basically pushes this aside like it's some sort of a distraction. Really? And all the members of the media that basically was mums the word on this, you should be embarrassed. That, that is, that is a joke. That is a joke. You dragged your brains through the mud and you still give up Donald Trump hell and rightfully so for what he said three summers ago about the good people on both sides in Charlottesville, Virginia. Well, what, well, what's no different between this and what Deshaun Jackson said? And for all you scrubs out there that don't that think it's no big deal, you you jackrabbits do realize that the heck that the KKK hates black people and hates Jewish people, right? I I, I just want to make that clear, because well, if, if my memory serves me wrong, and it nearly never does, wasn't it not the same neo Nazis Ku Klux Klan members that sent up there later that day in Charlottesville with tiki short torches marching saying? The saying, quote, Jews will not replace us. I, I, I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. I, I want to make sure I'm really, really crystal clear on that. Do they realize that the Jewish people has been there for black people throughout our plight in America? Do they realize that Do they realize that, that, that the Jewish white American was there for us? During the civil rights movement in the fifties and sixties, and that's continued to be standing there arm in arm, linking link, link, linked arms with us. Do they know that? Now, are there, now are there some hateful Jews out there. Yes, but that's not all of them, and that doesn't give you the right to go on Instagram and post anti-Semitic comments attributed to Adolf Hitler and think that it's acceptable. It's, it's, it's a disgrace. And, and Bobby Hart, the dopey offensive line for my Cincinnati Bengals, who's nothing more than, an, a, than, the huvel, than a human equivalent of a damn turnstile, got the nerve to basically, you know, do a Steven Jackson and sit up there and call it truth. Saying how fast they're jumping on Deshaun Jackson's neck, which, which is a Pharisee, for trying to wake his people up. Nonsense. I was trying to enlighten and uplift people. What the hell does that mean? You know what he said? He said he said that Jews will essentially blackmail America and will basically take advantage of it and take over the world. And that won't happen unless the black people, he said the Negroes, know who they are. Really? And, and that's acceptable for you guys? Again, we killed your breeze, we killed Trump, and rightfully so, but we drag him through the mud. We drag them through the mud. But yet when it comes to Sean Jackson, mum's the word. You cannot have it both ways. You cannot. You can't. You can't. And I and not not and I'm not standing for it. I'm not gonna stand for it on this show. I'm not doing it. 
Because you can't sit up there and be selective for equality with some people and then, and then mums the word when it comes to the others. And the fact that Deshaun Jackson did not get cut and or suspended by Goodell, Lurie, or Roseman is an absolute disgrace. The fact that Lurie and Roseman, who are both Jewish, by the way, did not have the, excuse my French, did not have the balls, the balls to cut Deshaun Jackson is a joke. And those two should be ashamed of themselves. Because you can see that history has repeated itself. When Riley Cooper went to that country music concert and used the word and used and said nigger 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 thirty thousand times and did nothing about it, and now all of a sudden it's come back to bite him in the ass, and now and now his hands are tied. He don't know what to do, because he failed to cut Riley Cooper when he acted a fool, and then when it comes back around when Deshaun Jackson's the one that's acted the fool to, and offended people of his own ethnic origin. His hands are tied in basically, well, if I cover, it's going to be this huge outrage. Well, two wrongs do not make a right. Just because he screwed up on Riley Cooper doesn't mean that he should screw up essentially and give Deshaun Jackson a pass. There's no excuse for that. Two wrongs do not make a right. Period. End of story. End of discussion. Cut and dry. I, the case closed. I don't want to hear what anybody says. I'm don't sit and tell me I'm wrong. No, I'm not. If we're going to kill certain people for for our hate against against the blacks people, and we should be the same way across the board. And I'm telling you right now, if he was on my football team, he would have been cut in an instant. None of this. None of this little torn with Julian Edelman. To hell with all of that. If he was on my football team, he would have been cut. No questions asked, period. End of story. Cut and dry. Because there are just certain things you don't say and you don't do and you don't post and get away with it. Because people have been silent on this, and it's an, and it's been an absolute disgrace. Silent, mums the word on this, and the fact this has not sparked more outrage is an absolute disgrace. Jamil Hill, that basically and rightfully so. Again, I agree with about ninety percent of stuff that Jamil Hill, her opinions and everything else, but she finds everything underneath the sun to poke at and critique at about Donald Trump in the NFL. But yet when Deshaun Jackson talks out of his ass and basically spews anti-Semitic, hateful garbage on Instagram, mums the word with her too. That's an absolute, that, that is a joke. And, and then they sit up and then they wonder why people can't take them seriously and don't want to, and don't want, and don't want to hear from them when it comes to talking about social issues. Because you come off as a hypocrite. That's why. He should, he should be suspended and or cut by the Philadelphia Eagles. Case closed, end the story. And the fact that he wasn't and the fact that the national outrage has not been as big as it should be is also an absolute disgrace. And again, Malcolm Jenkins pushed this over to the side as if it was a distraction 
Yet he cried on CNN about Drew Brees. Really now? Again, what Drew Brees said was insensitive, ignorant, and stupid. I, I, I am totally with you on that. But it wasn't like Drew Brees basically, you know, Drew, Drew Brees did not, did not, you know, spew any, any hate speech. Deshaun Jackson did. And the fact that he wasn't cut, and the fact that there's been little to no outrage about it, is a joke. LeBron, Kerr, Popovich, where are you now? You drag, excuse me, you drag Trump through the mud, you drag Breeze through the mud, you got everything to say about the NFL, yet when it came to China, and when it came to this, mum's the word. And I love LeBron. I love what he does off the court. I'm, I'm not disputing that. But you got to be consistent. Especially if you want people to take you seriously. You got to be consistent. And those three in particular have not been consistent. They've still been signed on China. And they've been signed on, on Deshaun Jackson. And that is something I'm not standing for. Not on my show. Not on Twitter. I'm not standing for it. So if you do a little homework, you'd realize that the Jewish people have understood and have sympathized with the black people as far as their plight, as far as fighting for equality in America is concerned. They've been there with, for us and with us when other people have not been. And in case Sean Jackson didn't realize this, Hiller... Hitler did not care for black people either. And you know where Hitler got his tactics from to basically wipe out 6 million Jews and discriminate against them? You know where he got his tactics from? 1930s and 1940s Jim Crow America. Think about that for a minute. Take a break. Come right back with the Amatelectaeus podcast right after this. Welcome back to the Amatel Like a T.I.S. podcast. Bumping a little bit of Biggie Smalls as we come back from the break. Um, just a quick item of NFL news before I get to uh, Pete Rose in a little bit. Uh, Chris Jones, the Chiefs defensive tackle, who was one of the key components in 
having and the Chiefs winning Super Bowl 54 back in February, they and the Chiefs, when it looked like that they were going to slap the franchise tag on them. Um, the two finally came to an agreement, and Chris Jones would be a Chief for the next four years, $85 million contract. So we get that on the board. Chiefs took care of Chris Jones, who's one of their best and one of the most important players on defense, was one reason why they won the 2019 NFL championship. So the Chiefs took care of uh, Chris Jones, which is a good thing. And uh, so we get that on the board here today. Um, here today, on the date that I'm recording this, July 14th, with which would have been the day of the 2020 MLB All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium in L.A. because the season, the start of the season is postponed till the 23rd of July, which means that we will have no All-Star Game because of the coronavirus pandemic, um, which leads to me bringing up uh, the 1970 MLB All-Star Game that was played at Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati, um, which was played 50 years ago today. And the reason why I, reason why I bring that game up is a couple reasons. Because, hey, uh, Orioles manager uh, Earl Weaver, because, of course, they have with the managers for the both teams, they have the managers of the two teams that, uh, that played in the previous season's World Series are the managers for the American League and the National League. The 1969 World Series was, of course, between the Orioles and the Amazing Mets in which the Orioles got upset by the Mets in 69. They made it to the World Series in 70 where they played the Reds and beat them in five games, um, I, you know, ironically enough. And then, of course, the season after that, the Orioles lost in the World Series to the Pittsburgh Pirates. So this is, you know, 69, 70, 71, three straight years. Earl Weaver and the boys appeared uh, in the uh, Fall Classic. But I bring that up because it was a faint. A, it's the a, it's the most uh, watched uh, All Star game I believe in Major League Baseball history, if I'm not mistaken. The game was on NBC. Of course, they had a uh, Kurt Gowdy, the great Kirk Kirk Gowdy, Kurt, excuse me, Kurt Gowdy in the booth with NBC and Tony Kubik and Mickey Mantle uh, on NBC. Um, let me see if I actually, is that the most watched All-Star game in history? Uh, yes, uh, the, the most rated All-Star game. That game did uh, a Nielsen rating of 28.5, highest Nielsen rating ever in MLB All-Star game history. Uh, the National League won the game 5-4. to four. That game went 12 innings, and the game is most remembered for... Um, and the game is most remembered for Pete Rose uh, uh, taking out uh, catcher Ray Fossey at home plate to score the game-winning uh, to score the game-winning run in the bottom of the in the bottom of the twelfth. Um, Carl, just to give you a couple notes here. Carl Yastrzemski tied the All-Star game record for most hits in the game with four. Um, came the second player to win the MVP award while playing for the losing team. He won the MVP award in that game. Uh, Ray Fossey was 23 years old at the time. With that play, it's a famous play. If you're a baseball fan, you know what play I'm talking about. He fought. He uh, fractured. He had a fractured and separated left shoulder, and never was the same right after that injury, as far as hitting was concerned. When Rose collided with him at the end of the game, and Rose actually hurt himself as well on that play and of course if you do that now you know the run doesn't count and you know because ever since Buster Posey wrecked his knee in 2013 there's been a rule basically doing all they can to prohibit 
the uh, the home plate collision with the base runner and uh, and the catcher. Um, Claudie Ol Claudie Olstein, who was the pitcher at the time with the with the uh, L.A. Dodgers, got the win in that game. Um, and Clyde Wright, who was who was a pitcher, Mike in Orange County, get a kick out of this. Who pitched for the California Angels, got the loss in that game. Um, Dick Dietz. Who was who was the catcher for, who was the catcher for the San Francisco Giants uh, that season? What hit the only home run in the game? Um, just to give you a couple, uh, give you a couple of tidbits here. Lineup: He had Louis Aparicio with the Red Sox, the great Collier Shrimsky in center. Listen to all these Orioles that were up and down this lineup. He had Frank Robinson returning to Cincinnati playing right field. Boog Powell hit cleanup right behind him at first base. Then you had Davey Johnson who who. Uh, who ended up being the manager because I brought up the Mets playing the Orioles in 69. He ended up becoming the Mets manager in 86 when the 86 Mets beat the Orioles division rival Red Sox. He was the Oriole. He was an Oriole at the time at second base. He hit seventh. And of course you had the great Jim Palmer on the mound, uh, hitting ninth, uh, who was the start? Who was the starting pitcher with that game? He also had Bill Freehand behind the plate, Frank Howard in left field for the for the Senators, the great Harmon Killebrew at the hot corner, at uh, at third base, and you also had Mays, Aaron, and Johnny Bench uh, throughout the lineup in the National League with Tom Seaver starting uh, for the amazing Mets. Um, so, but it's a very famous play. A lot of controversy was behind it. Because of uh, you know the fact that it was an exhibition game, the game mattered because you know back then up until about a couple years ago, the winner of that game had got home field advantage. Uh, the league you know got home field advantage throughout the World Series, and this is also back in the day you know where these guys really competed and hustled. Every you know if it was a baseball game and they were scheduled to go out there and play and the game was televised and there were fans paying tickets to go see them play they only give it a hundred and ten percent especially Charlie Hustle the great Pete Rose but that play has has uh, gotten a lot of controversy Rose especially uh, because of the fact that it was an exhibition game it was an All Star game and how hard. You know he went at Fossey at that play, and at the time, and there was also been some controversy because Fossey didn't have a problem with it at at the time. But since when he realized that that play and the injury that he uh, procured after that play basically messed up his career and he was never the same, he basically all of a sudden got mad at Pete Rose, and Pete Rose has always had an issue with uh, Fossey with that. But fiftieth anniversary uh of the uh, 1970 all-star game and pete rolls knocking into ray fossey behind behind home plate in the 12th inning of the 1970 all-star game uh, a couple of more orioles made that all-star team including uh brooks robinson uh who was a reserve and i also mentioned uh davy johnson as well dave mcnally also made it as a starting pitcher and so did mike cellular even though McNally and Sellier did not pitch in uh, that game. Just to give you a couple of tidbits of the 1970 All-Star Game, which was 50 years ago to today, July 14th, in what should have been, in a perfect world, the day that we would have played in 2020 MLB All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. Take a break, you Ravens fans. I got a bone to pick with you coming up right after this.
To the Amatilaki TIS podcast. I'm sitting up here playing Cardi B. Oh my god almighty. Look at me now. Uh not not bad. Not bad. She's she's not bad. A couple of the songs I mess with, but uh anyway. What the what is this? I'm sitting up here jamming to Cardi B. Lord help us all. Um so last segment of the program, uh and I didn't re- and I didn't even wasn't even gonna discuss this until I Nearly choked on my blueberry uh, pancakes over breakfast on uh, Friday on uh, Friday afternoon. The fact that uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, did did all of these Ravens fans essentially uh, hack into their father's or their mother's uh, Twitter account and basically just spam Lamar Jackson uh, fifty thousand times? You know, you know the. Uh, the ten-year-old, the eight-year-old, the seven-year-old, the thirteen-year-old uh, Ravens fan that's never heard of, it's uh, never heard of uh, Johnny Unitas. I mean, what? I mean, what in the world is going? The fact that the Ravens had, in case y'all didn't know, the Ravens had a uh, an all-time team poll because it's what it's their twenty-fifth. Uh, not it's not been twenty-five years since the team's been Baltimore, but it's been twenty-five. Uh, it's been 25 seasons coming. If we have an NFL season in 2020, it'll be their 25th season as the Baltimore Ravens. And I guess they, they put out a Twitter poll of a uh, fan vote of, uh, of rave of the, of an all time, uh, Ravens team, which I didn't even realize until I read it about a, uh, about a couple days ago. But, uh, but the idea that these idiots voted Lamar Jackson, uh, voted Lamar Jackson uh, as as the best Ravens quarterback in the, as the in the history excuse me in the history of the franchise is is is, is laughable. I mean they I mean did the, the, the uh, here's what I want to tell you, you Ravens fans out there with the recency bias and Lamar Jackson this Lamar Jackson that and Lamar Jackson's the greatest thing since since sliced bread and he's the greatest of all time and. And put him in Canton already. Give him a, uh, you know, give him a uh, gold jacket and a bust, you know, right next to Ray Lewis and all that. But before before you go crazy and want to throw Lamar Jackson in the Hall of Fame, I got a couple things I want you all to do. First off, do what I did a couple weeks ago, and that is uh, go on the NFL Game Pass on the app. You know, you, you still got it. Go on the Game Pass on the NFL app and go rewatch from start to finish the playoff game between the Ravens and the Titans from back in January. Go rewatch that game and sit up here and tell me that Lamar Jackson is right now, as of this second, a better quarterback than said Joe Flacco. Okay, you can't put Dofer there because the offense because because the offense didn't score a touchdown for a month. 
And when you have Jamal Lewis in the backfield and Shannon Sharp as your tight end, it's you know it's it's not exactly a heavy lifting, especially when you had that great defense that Dilfer had back in 2000. Not to not to mention you only played one season with the Ravens, so you can't put him. And the only other quarterback that's won a Super Bowl for the for the Ravens in this short history is Joe Flacco, that played there from 2008 to 2018. Okay, and the fact that Joe, that the fact that these idiot fans that did not vote, and you Ravens fans out there, and you know who you are, you know the that essentially essentially going out there thinking that Lamar Jackson just because he had won a unanimous MVP and he gets a Madden 21 cover that no one that no one cares about except you Ravens fans, the idea that that you all essentially voted him the greatest Ravens quarterback of all time, as as of this moment, it's it that that that's laughable. Okay. Go rewatch the go rewatch his game that he played, okay? And don't give me this. Don't read me off the stat sheet. Th- those are garbage. That's garbage time stats. Lamar Jackson crapped his pants in that Titan game. Crapped his pants. The first interception of the game, he over he overthrew the receiver Andrews. It was it was Andrews? It was Doyle. I think it was Andrews. But he overthrew him, so that interception was on Lamar's fault. And then he was all pissed off, and he was got his and he, and his uh, and he got his uh, feathers in a bunch because he I guess he realized that all of a sudden the game that out of all the games that he played that season, this game what was going to be the game that wasn't necessarily going to be uh, the Lamar Jackson show. So he got all bent out of shape and got all mad nasty and he threw the guy on the ground when he was well out of bounds and gave him a 15 yard unnecessary roughness penalty okay he his his play in that game was an absolute joke don't give me you know he made he had a couple run on a third and eight to extend the drive where he did nothing but turn over the i don't want to hear that don't give me the garbage time stats i'm not interested he crept his pants he pe- used whatever idiom he want you want to use Lamar Jackson was god awful in that playoff game against the Titans okay especially when he had two weeks you know two weeks off Lamar Jackson this Lamar Jackson that from the time they they steamrolled Miami at the be- in September week 1 they Lamar Jackson this Lamar Jackson that and you know when it's time for him to have a little moxie and prove that he is a big time quarterback in the NFL and you know what he did he urinated on himself and he collapsed like a cheap like a cheap tent he was abysmal in that game awful so for you Ravens fans out there the 10 year old the 8 year old the 13 year old that's never heard of Johnny Unitas who what yeah Go do yourself a favor. Go on the NFL app. Not that difficult. NFL app, Game Pass, Divisional Round 2019, and, and watch that game from start to finish. Because last time I checked, the Chiefs won Super Bowl back in February, not the Ravens. Okay, Lamar Jackson hasn't even won a playoff game yet. Trent Dofer and Joe Flacco have. Lamar Jackson has not. Now, granted, when it's all said and done, will Lamar Jackson be better than those two? Yes, absolutely. But as that, but as we're talking right now, July 2020, Lamar Jackson all-time overall is not a better quarterback than Joe Flacco because Joe Flacco has a couple things Lamar Jackson doesn't have. Playoff wins, appearances to AFC Championship games, and a Super Bowl appearance, and a Super Bowl ring, and a Super Bowl MVP. That's five key components that you have to take into effect when you're talking about 
greatest quarterback of all time when it comes to when it comes to being the greatest as far as the franchise is concerned. Okay, Joe Flacco and that 2012 postseason. Uh, had through for a, over a thousand passing yards, one thousand one hundred forty passing yards through eleven touchdowns and zero, repeat zero interceptions. He only turned over the football once, and that was a fumble. One turnover, one as it as in the fumble, and zero interceptions. Not one, not one. Lamar Jackson has has essentially done nothing but turn over the football since he's been in playoff games. Go back to the Charger game where the bar where where the football was a wet bar of soap, and go back and rewatch the Titan game. Okay, compare uh, Lamar Jackson's resume of playoff performances in January to Flacco's. It's not even close. Okay, Joe Flacco takes the cake as far as a being a better playoff quarterback in the month of January than Lamar Jackson is as of right now. So the fact that you idiots voted Lamar as the greatest quarterback of all time is 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 laughable, and it shows that either Ravens fans that you know that are a bunch of hypocrites and a bunch of frauds when it was Joe Flacco this Joe Flacco that I was there at the parade they couldn't they couldn't get enough of Joe Flacco I mean it was it was it was like uh, it was it was like uh, college and it was like a bunch of high school college white girls running to the Beatles in the 1960s it couldn't couldn't get enough of Joe, Joe Flacco's this Joe Flacco's that he's the greatest thing we've ever had uh, Joe Cool paid Joe Flacco the big money contract, yada, 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 yada. And also, these were the same Ravens fans that were booing Lamar Jackson off the field in a Charger game, chanting, we want Flacco, we want Flacco. So keep that in mind as well. Now, either the Ravens fans are a bunch of frauds, or it was a bunch of, you know, 10-year-olds, 13-year-olds, you know, when they've, you know, when they've seen enough of... Uh, of uh, their favorite little Disney Channel program or Nickelodeon program or had enough of playing Fortnite the last lifetime and they were boys stiff looking for something to do and they hacked into their parents' uh, Twitter account and infiltrated the poll and put Lamar Jackson up on this list. But again, go rewatch the 2012 divisional game where Flacco played a heroic, heroic game against Denver. Go rewatch that game. Where you know where Joe Flacco basically had to perform one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation and Peyton Manning, you know when it when the when the wind chill was was minus ten below, playing playing in the Arctic and the Arctic uh, frosty temperatures in Denver, Colorado, on top of being three thousand miles above sea level, being being a mile high above sea level and having to deal with Arctic temperatures. On the road against the one of the greatest quarterbacks this game has ever seen in Peyton Manning, who had a fantastic 2012 season, coming off of what three neck surgeries. Go 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 watch that game. Go rewatch that game, and while you're at it, go rewatch the game the next week where Joe Flacco, a year after that heartbreaking loss against the Patriots, against the Patriots in Foxborough in the AFC Championship game, go and watch and see how Flacco outplayed. Now, the defense did a phenomenal job, but he outplayed the GOAT and Tom Brady on the road in the AFC Championship game, taking Baltimore to a Super Bowl. Go rewatch those two games, and then after you've done that, go back and rewatch. Uh, Lamar Jackson's two abysmal performances against uh, where where he was pathetic against the likeness of uh, Philip Rivers and Ryan Tannehill, and did nothing but turn over the football all over the place and played the game like a chicken with his head cut off. 
Go go rewatch those 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 four games and then come back and tell me that Lamar Jackson, as of right now, is a better quarterback in Ravens franchise history all time than Joe Flacco is. Because last time I checked, Lamar Jackson has zero playoff wins, zero Super Bowl appearances, and zero Super Bowl MVPs, and zero Lombardis with the Baltimore Ravens. Flacco has taken the Ravens to three AFC championship games, won one of them, and has Super Bowl championship and a Super Bowl MVP. And has won a many a playoff game. Granted, they had Ray Rice, who at the time was one of the best backs in football, but still. Go rewatch those four games and then come back and tell and, and, and tell me that Lamar Jackson, because we because to be quite honest, we we need to calm down on on Lamar Jackson. Okay, he he he's not Johnny Unitas yet. Okay, the dude the dude was atrocious in the Titan game. Don't give don't read me off the garbage time stats. Watch with your eyes. He threw an interception at the beginning of the game and was all pissed off and was all mad and whatever the, whatever the hell his problem was was all mad that the game wasn't breaking his way. So he, you know he threw the guy that 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 picked off the pass. He threw him down to the ground and get that that uh, that uh, gave the uh, Titans an extra 15 yards. Go rewatch those four games: 2012 divisional against Denver, where Joe Flacco played his ass off. In Arctic temperatures, a mile above sea level, and then, uh, then went the next week and, and outplayed the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. And then go back, and then once you've done that, go back and rewatch the disgusting performance against the uh, Charger against the Chargers in Baltimore, where the same Ravens fans that voted uh, Lamar Jackson the greatest thing since sliced bread were booing him off the field at halftime, chanting for chanting chanting, excuse me, for a washed-up Joe Flacco. And then while you're at it, top get top the night off with watching the Titans Ravens game, because he was disgustingly terrible. Let's call it like we see it. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the of the Amatelica TIS podcast. Good show today. Short, sweet, simple. Didn't have that much to scream about outside of Deshaun Jackson new to the program. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the J Shield. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore T I is. I'm the Brad Shields. Hopefully we can get YouTuber Poo Facer on next week. Also have my season predictions as well for Major League Baseball. Take care. <laughs>